It's rare that I get time to myself these days. Between the countless articles that must be written for the Chronicle and the many other social commitments I have in the town, I barely have time to tie my shoes between locations. Today is the first day in a long time that I'll get to do whatever I want. I start the day with a cup of tea and a newspaper on my porch. Lighting up the fireplace, I let it warm me up in the cool morning air. I can't even remember the last time I got to relax on a morning like this. I unfold the newspaper sitting in my lap and read through some of the biggest stories. Mayor Tetra Burke hired a new secretary. Miss Cherry's grade 11 science class now has a pet boar to look after. Sheriff Orion Fairbrook is staging a coup. So, nothing particularly new or interesting. I flip my way to the community calendar. The writer behind the calendar is a short woman with a big red beehive hairdo with actual bees living in it named Olita Dupree. She's kind of a busybody. I guess that's what happens when everyone in town tells you the events they want to publish. You end up in everyone's business. No one really reads the community calendar in Springshard. That much is clear. We're more of a word-of-mouth community. If you want to tell someone about something, you do it to their face. If you want to rub in someone's faces that they're not invited, you post it in the community calendar. As I read through the upcoming events, I see the usual birthday parties, lunch-ons, bird collectings, and rock watchings. You know, the most common events in a small town. Finally, I notice something in big pink print, the staple of Olita Dupree's personal announcements. The Springshard Community Garden Party celebrate the coming of spring with this fun get-together for the whole town, except for those nosy reporters from the Chronicle, with cake, games, and fun for the whole family. Again, except for anyone who works for the Chronicle, you're not welcome. Ah, yes, that's a whole thing. Alita may have no problem with getting all up in everyone else's business, but pity the person who makes the mistake of getting into hers. I once asked her if she preferred coffee or tea while going on a Tim's run. She nearly bit my head off. She's very serious about her privacy and despises reporters for taking other people's privacy away. Odd, considering she works for a newspaper. Alita doesn't consider herself to be a reporter, however. No, she calls herself a social enabler. The only person willing to ask Alita questions about herself is editor of the Springshard Chronicle, Xavier Moss. Xavier has no problem stirring up trouble. I can't count the amount of times he's sneaked into Dottie's kitchen to try and find her chocolate cake recipe. He's even tried to trick me into doing it for him. In the words of Dottie, aka the only person willing to put him in his place despite being over a foot shorter than him, that man does not know when to quit. At this moment, my phone rings. I walk inside and take the receiver from the wall. Hello? I ask. Miss March, glad I could reach you. Well, speaking of. Hi, Xavier, what can I do for you? Well, Miss March, today I will be frank. He pauses. But that's hardly important. What is important is that I need my best reporters at this spring party at the community garden today. I groan internally. So I called Chrome, but he's busy, so I'm calling you in. I pinch the bridge of my nose as I speak. Xavier, Frank. He cuts me off. What? Miss March, I told you that today I am being Frank. I'd appreciate it if you called me by my name. Okay then, Frank, thank you. This is my first day off in weeks. I don't really want to spend it at a garden party, much less working at a garden party. Besides, I don't think Alita wants us there. What makes you say that, he asks. I don't know, maybe the several inserts about how she doesn't want us there? Xavier chuckles. Well, that's what makes it so much fun. 
I'll see you there, Miss March. With that, he hangs up. I sigh and put the receiver back, going upstairs to fetch my press hat before heading out the door to Olita Dupree's garden party. The Springshard Community Garden marks the very center of town. It's a large green area with lots of different plants and areas and is completely fenced in. The fencing changes depending on where you look. In some places, it's a very tall chain link. In some, a white picket fence. In others, it's wrought iron and in some, thick stone. The garden was not always the size it is now. According to Springshard history, it started as a single tree. Every year, the citizens would add more and more plants to the growing garden. This required the citizens to add more and more fencing to the edges, chronicling the passing generations of the town. I enter through the main gate and make my way down a cobblestone path to the tall willow tree in the middle of the garden. It is draped with fairy lights and streamers. Under the giant hanging branches is a circle of tables with blue and pink tablecloths. People are milling from table to table, drinking fruity red punch from clear plastic cups in the shape of bees that actually make it rather hard to drink from. In the middle of it all is Olita Dupree. Her beehive hair is as tall as ever, and the bees that live in it are buzzing around quickly. She's wearing a black and yellow striped sweater with a pair of filmy white wings and a pair of khaki-colored shorts. In her hair is a honeycomb print bow, and on her chest is a bumblebee brooch, which upon closer inspection may just be one of her bees. Alita spots me from afar and marches up to me. Taryn? Hello, Alita, I reply. I thought that my subtle hints that the press weren't welcome were clear. Why do you think we came? Xavier Moss comes up behind Alita and lays a hand on her shoulder. Alita rolls her eyes and sighs heavily. <sighs> Xavier Moss. Of course you're here. Alita Dupree, Xavier smirks. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Alita pushes his hand off her shoulder. Just stay back and try not to ruin the fun. She walks back to the tables and Xavier smirks as he watches her walk away. You know, that may not even be her last name. I look at him. What? I once asked her what her last name was, you know, during the job interview. She did not take it well. He shakes his head. I just write Olita Dupree on the paychecks. For all I know, that's not a last name at all. He pauses and the two of us watch Alita rush around under the tree. Well, good luck on the article, Miss March. And with that, Xavier is off on his way. I make my way to the buffet tables and grab a cup of red punch. As I turn it around in my hands, trying to figure out how to drink from this bee cup, a familiar face walks up to me. Oh, hello there, Taryn. Hi, Chrome. I look at the cup in his hand and watch as he sips from the antenna, which seem to be straws. I follow his lead and take a sip, but instead of a blast of fruity flavor, I get a mouthful of bland, flavorless liquid. Ugh, I cringe. What is that? Alita's signature party punch. Water with red food coloring. Well, that makes sense. What are you even doing here? I ask. Xavier told me you were busy. Well, that's what I told him. Crumb smiles down at me. I come to Alita's party every year. Wouldn't miss the planting for anything. I smile at him, tilting my head. I never took you to be so sentimental. Crom rolls his eyes and walks off. I set the bee cup on the table and walk around, taking stock of the people around me and the activities they're doing. Dottie is standing at a table in a red and white polka dot dress, cutting into a delicate white cake with pink flowers crowning it. A large group of people are jumping up and down in a wooden tub of water facing a palomino horse with a tag reading apples, under a sign reading bobbing for apples. A large group of people circle the willow tree with trowels and 
bags of seed. Each person has brought their own type of plant. They bury it gently and water the ground, adding a small piece of themselves to the garden forever. Sheriff Orion Fairbrook is planting a tall, thin ficus. Mayor Tetra Burns plants a single stalk of celery that she has taken a bite out of. Even Crone is planting a bush of delicate blue flowers with lacy white edges. I reach into my bag and pull out the small black seeds I collected from the sunflower I found in the room upstairs with the stuffed kangaroo. I kneel down and gently displace the soft brown dirt with my hands. After planting the seeds and lightly watering them with a nearby tin can with holes in the bottom, I wipe my hands on my jeans and step back. In one year, it will be spring again in Spring Shard. We will all gather in the community garden, Alita will ban press, Xavier will show up anyways, and the next generation of citizens will plant their flowers, forever leaving their mark on the town, just like I did today. And when the plant dies off and no one remembers them, the earth still will, and the Springshire Community Garden will continue to grow in their memory. I spend the rest of the day at the party. The crowds do not even begin to fade out until the sun begins to set. As the sky is painted in orange and pink, the lights draped across the willow branches begin to shine. Lanterns made from old mason jars are lighted and hung from the low branches. The tables of food are pulled away from the base of the tree, and the area of the trunk is transformed into a hidden dance floor with walls of droopy willow branches. Around the base of the tree is a small quartet composed of a trumpet, a guitar, a baritone singer in a red, white, and blue striped jacket, and a frog in a top hat. The four of them perform one of Spring Shard's top hits, Don't Say Goodbye, That's Not a Proper Greeting. It's an old jazzy number that seems like the kind of song that would be popular in the 1920s, which is probably when it was written. I hum along to the upbeat tune as people start to mingle on the dance floor. I'm surprised that I know it this well, though I guess that's to be expected when it plays on the radio every morning. I chuckle as I watch Xavier dance around Dottie. The two are laughing and talking and seem to be enjoying each other's company. Though with him, you can never be sure. Does he want to be around you, or is he trying to convince you to get Dottie's recipe for him? Sheriff Orion Fairbrook and Mayor Tetra Burns seem to be locked in a dance battle of sorts. Hopefully she didn't bet the mayorship of the town on it again. Even Alita is dancing with her bees buzzing around lazily. Off to the side, I see Chrome sitting at a lone white table. I walk over to him and offer him my hand. He raises an eyebrow, but I simply gesture for him to come along. Reluctantly, he follows me onto the dance floor, and for the rest of the night, my friends and I dance under the stars within the confines of the tree's branches. After the party has concluded, and everyone starts to filter out of the gates to the garden, I head back to the house to start on my article, feeling a bittersweet sense of belonging. I planted my scenes. I left my mark. But that doesn't change the fact that this is a temporary job. No matter how much I love it here, the transfer is only for a year. That was the deal when I accepted. Now I'm starting to think that was a mistake. I won't be here next time they plant their seeds. I won't see the town grow. I'll say goodbye, and that will be the end of it. I guess my only option is to make the most of my limited time here. And I can start by figuring out every mystery in this town. And I know exactly where to begin. The notes of the previous transfer. Hi, this is AJ Robinson, creator of Chronicles of Spring Shard and the voice of Taryn March. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it and want to know when the next episode is up, feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Spring Shard Chronicle for weekly updates and teasers. I also have some big news regarding new episodes. 
From this point on, a new episode will be released every single Friday. Episode 5 will be up on April 5th. If you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have Wi-Fi, it is available for download. If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Tiger, and to you listening right now. And hey, happy spring!